0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Off Wood Woodwork podcast with myself, Matt Perry, Stephen Hall and Anthony Milne uh, I'm a bit ropey today, but uh, that's another story <laughs> <laughs> uh, And had Stephen Curry looking at me and I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking like I'm, I could like throw up at any moment So, no, nah, I'm alright, I'm, I'm okay boys, honestly uh, <laughs> So uh, what we're going to talk about today is we're going to first have a look at the FA Cup final Which... Uh, it was a shame <laughs> from my perspective. Um, we're also I suppose we could also have a little talk about the old um, Brentford and Fulham games, I suppose. You'd like that, wouldn't you Stephen? Of course. And what we're gonna do after that, we're gonna create our well, each of us have created our best of the worst starting eleven. Um, so this is a starting eleven of players from the bottom half of the table. So that would be Southampton, who finished in 11th place, all the way down to Norwich in 20th place. Um, and we're only supposedly allowed to use about one or two per team, yeah?
1: Two per team, yeah. Because it would be mathematically impossible if it's only one per team. Yeah. So
0: I'm looking. I think I'm in the all clear on that. in that case. Um, and I think then, I've what... made
2: a mistake. I have to correct. But i <laughs>
0: I've Um And then we're going to have a look at all the transfer rumours and all the stuff that's been going on in the transfer roundup. Um, over the last week as well Um, so let's turn our attention to the FA Cup which Arsenal won it was their 14th FA Cup beating Chelsea 2-1 but I suppose it was always hard for Chelsea to play that game um, when they're playing against 12 men don't don't you think Stephen (laughs) well actually I was at unfortunately
1: I was actually at work during the game but there was a I have a co-worker who's a Chelsea fan so he had the game on and I occasionally Mm. came and watched and I think the FA Cup is just the Arsenal Cup. Like, Arsenal just seems to win it every year. I mean, the League Cup just seems to be Man City's Cup, and the FA Cup just seems to be Arsenal's Cup now. So,
0: even if we're
1: the favourites, I don't know why Arsenal just seemed to turn up for the FA Cup every year for some reason. Yeah, I mean,
0: I I was at the last Cup game between Arsenal and Chelsea, and we played awful there um, when they beat us back in 2017. And, um, okay, uh, referee aside first, let's start with the actual game. And um, Chelsea didn't deserve to win. We we didn't play well enough, uh, quite frankly. Um, But at the same time, yeah, the decisions didn't really go our way. Anthony, what did you make of it?
2: I think there was a couple of decisions that that, um, I question. What I mean is the most obvious one is the red card. The penalty penalty decision to me, it's unfortunate, but Aspilicueta should know better. Yeah, it,
0: it was a penalty. handed
2: it to Aubameyang, yeah. So to me, that was a penalty, albeit a soft one. The red card was extremely harsh. I think. I think part of that might have been to the way Kovacic was acting after the the whistle was blown. Because if you, I don't know if you remember from the game, but
0: yeah,
2: he wasn't given a card straight away. Mm. My guess is Kovacic's antics afterwards might have pushed the ref to go right. That's it. Second yellow.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, there, there was a few few stuff in the game I picked up on. Um, and they, they were all stuff that I, I can't believe were brought up. Um, there was another foul, I think, in about the ninety fifth minute. Pedro just outside the box. Um, he's been taken out, and the ref hasn't given that as well. It was, it was quite yeah. That was very questionable.
2: I think the problem with that is at that time you've got very difficult to, to be able to tell the difference between like a Chelsea player going in hoping to get the foul and the
0: <sighs> It was a foul.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. But in that split instinct of your referee. Mm. It, it's, it, they've got hard jobs, they do Because like, think about it No matter what they do, they just face criticism But um, I think Arsenal were the better team on the day I think Chelsea started off well But as soon as Arsenal Once you got past 20 minutes It was just the majority of the Arsenal yeah, I think um, Arsenal were better in the second half Completely
1: but I Yeah, obviously, um, now with like obviously with what happened to Brentford last week With Rico Henry getting that horrendous like stupid red card. Do you think maybe teams sh- should be able to like make appeals like they do in cricket? Like obviously in cricket, you can appeal like if it's an out or an LBW or whatever. Do you think teams should be able to challenge like a refereeing decision and go to VAR or something like that? Because in cricket, I think it works really well. I it's,
2: think it, it's also in American sports. The NFL and the NBA both do it as well, but they do it where uh, coaches only have one. You can only appeal once.
1: Yeah, I think so cricket like, you have one or two as well. So yeah, be like so like once
2: again. Like, if you think it's unfair, you could appeal that. But then if you lose the appeal, like, it's it's an idea they could bring in. I think the problem is it does stop the game. Whereas, like, like cricket and American football, which are already quite stop-heavy, it's not as bad. But we've had a lot of stops brought into football recently. I'm
0: I'm not not sure how I feel about uh, players getting kind of more power. <laughs> that They already have, um, so I, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be a tricky one to implement because I mean, look at VAR—they well, the implemented coach, that, it? and it's it's been very black you and white. Do, the
2: players don't get don't get a say. It's the coach who will do it. So
0: it's just the coach. So it's not. Well, like give, so like no.
2: in, for the Kovacic red card, Lampard could have appealed, and then he would have. Then the ref could go to the monitor and rewatch the decision.
0: But surely that VAR should be telling them that anyway. Well, FIAR didn't
2: overturn the decision. In fact, yeah. I think they might have told him it was a red card. Because remember, like I said, it was the gap in between the foul and yeah. the decision.
1: Yeah, Maybe FIAR
2: said he went in studs up. Because he, he did go in studs up. And it's a harsh challenge. It's like it's a hard red card. But he does yeah. go in with his studs up. And that might have been the decision. I don't
0: know, yeah. It, I,
2: don't, I don't agree with it. But I, if yeah. I'm trying to think of a logical way to say it, that's probably it.
0: What, what did you two make of the old... Um... Handball incident from uh, Martinez. Because- I don't
2: think it was. I, I know the. I know the, I know the thing you've shown me, but I've seen on about five different other news sources people doing it, and I, a single one shows the angle you did.
0: Oh, thing is,
2: oh The thing gosh. is, see, Sky did it, and it was just inside. BBC did it; it was inside. And
0: honest,
2: it's going at that <laughs> speeds, and you remember with goalkeepers, like as long as the hands are inside, like. He looks outside the box, but if his hands are inside, he's fine. That's the rose. And it's gone at such a speed. that mm. it's impossible to tell. And what it means you can freeze frame it at any like tenth of a second and it could look mm. very different.
0: It just annoyed me that after that was uh, done on BBC, <laughs> instead of showing the replay of it, they went back to the cottage replay from about ten minutes prior. And it's like, why are they not showing it? Um,
2: they, they did it after the game. They uh, discussed it yeah. and looked at it.
0: Yeah, um, no, they did in the end. Uh, different angle, than Arsenal. Uh, the but,
2: clear, yeah. I will say though, about Arsenal is it's very clear that without Aubameyang, they would they would have lost that game.
0: Yeah, Aubameyang is he going to stay at Arsenal now? Do you reckon? Because that's he, going to be a massive he,
2: loss. He didn't answer the question. Uh, he was asked uh, after the after the match, and he didn't answer.
0: Yeah, interesting. That's interesting because if they lose a Bama Young, that's back to square one, isn't it?
2: They still got like, they've got some ideas with what they're going to do. Arsenal. Um, I think Arteta winning the FA Cup was a big thing for Arteta because it shows that they've come quite a way. When you look at his style of tactics that he's implemented, the players he's using, you know, Tierney who's been great, Shaka's got a new lease of life uh, <laughs> under him, and, you know, I mean, there's a bunch of players that are doing well at Arsenal under Arteta. So as long as he can get the funding in.
0: To yeah. implement. But, but this is the problem. It comes down to is our, our, is Arteta our going to be backed by the board? And uh, we all know that, the, that the, the, the two main shareholders in Arsenal uh, supposedly don't see eye to eye that very well. Apparently they can't stand being in the same room as each other. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's interesting to see if they'll get as much financial backing. Um, they're, in they're, today's they're
1: market up. I don't yeah. think you can replace Aubameyang. like That sort of calibre of player I think you'd have to spend like hundreds of like over a hundred million pounds to sign a player of his quality. So,
2: if I could do one, wanna... strikers that could maybe do it, maybe not to the same level as Aubameyang, but there's a few strikers like like Memphis Depay from uh, the French league wouldn't be an awful
0: signing. He's he's been doing wonders, but he's only been proven sure. in
1: the French league. Though, that's yeah, the thing. I'm
0: not sure about Depay. I really French, French league is you know. Mm, um, I, I mean, agree. that's why not. I mean, what, what have Arsenal got to lose? I suppose. What I mean is, like,
2: if they can't keep Aubameyang and he's not mm. going to resign, they might as well try and get some money for him rather than let like go
0: free. Troy Deeney, get him in. It's <laughs> <laughs> been moving to top the minute. Did
2: you hear? So, um, so the other thing I wanted to ask about the FA Cup was, uh, what are the updates on the Chelsea? Because quite a few Chelsea players went there injured, didn't they?
0: Head yeah, it's up looking up great for Bayern Munich this week. Uh, I've actually just put a pound on Chelsea to win the Champions League. Um, But I don't think we're going to get it now, if I'm honest, because we got quite a few injuries. Um, So, Williad's going to be out of the game uh, because he's supposedly injured. Um, Pedro's dislocated his shoulder, uh, but he was off anyway, of course. He's on his way to Roma. Loftus-Cheek's out. Not that Loftus-Cheek's a big miss. (laughs) We've also got Azpilicueta out. We've got Kovacic out, I think. No, Jorginho out, suspended. Pulisic is injured. Alonso suspended. (laughs) Um, and Kante's injured, <laughs> so Easy. I don't know. <laughs> so, our I midfield's mean, going to be what Kovacic, Barkley Mount. now, and then mm. who's going to be attacking? It's going to be Abraham Giroud, We've got Hudson Adoy, who again hasn't been up to much. Um, yeah, that's the only wiggle we've got available, I think. So, mm. uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it's going to be quite tough for us to um beat Munich. <laughs> I think. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Oh, God, we're even going to probably have Emerson playing, aren't we? Bloody hell. Yeah, no, uh, we're not looking in a good way for next week. A lot of injuries, a lot of suspensions. (laughs) It's going to be fun, isn't it? (laughs) Enough about Chelsea then, okay? Shall we move on to our next segment?
2: Yeah, I'm happy to get on with this.
0: Right. So, we have each devised. A team of the best of the worst. How do you want to do this? Do you want to go each person say their goalkeeper and then on to the back four? Yeah, floor? I
2: say do a possession to possession.
0: Okay, although, all right. So yeah. Before we start,
1: actually, because I I've chosen a particular formation. This could be a bit ropey if we have different formations and we're cool. all well, well, playing the
0: same position. Well, I've gone for a four-three-three.
2: I've gone for like a four-two-two-two. Two, two, so like, so instead of like a four-four-two, but the wingers are pe- pressed forward.
0: Whereas right, I gone for a four-two-three-one. To... Oh man, it's just oh you and your complicated <laughs> FIFA formations, guys. Okay, look, we'll we'll, we'll we'll do the back four. What we'll do, we'll tell each other um our, our back four. Then we'll just say our midfield, our attacking.
2: Yeah, do it do it yeah. like bracket at a time.
0: Okay, uh, so uh, let's start with the goalkeeper, Anthony. Who you've got? Who have you got in goal?
2: So before I realised my mistake, I had Pope in, but then I remembered Burnley finished tenth, so I've switched him for to Bravka. At Newcastle. Okay. Sure. I always, I have always kind of rate Dubravka. I think he's pretty solid. I think a lot of Newcastle's points come from him uh, at the back. He's never going to win like clean sheet awards or be a top, top keeper, but...
0: He's not I, well. His to, age, me, to
2: me, he's less of a liability than Pickford.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, Pickford, is, it's not for me either. Um, what I like about Pickford is that he's, he, he does show leadership and he does talk to his defence, unlike Kepa or belaga. Um, but yeah i i i, I think i am not sure about pickford in general nowadays uh my goalkeeper i've i've done this solely because he conceded the least goals half i'm pretty sure he conceded the least least amount of goals out of everybody in the uh, bottom half of the table i've gone for vincent guaita crystal palace interesting He's my go- he's my goalkeeper yeah so solely because palace conceded the least amount of goals out of everybody in the bottom half um, that was my thought process anyway I've also
1: gone for Martin Dubravka, not just because he's an amazing goalkeeper, but because I can't really see any outfield Newcastle players getting in this team. So Martin Dubravka, I think he's probably one of the most underrated goalkeepers in the Premier League, to be honest. I think he is really good. Like, he's not like, you know, he's not top four level, but he could easily start for a team like Wolves or a team like Everton. Obviously, I've got Pitford, but...
0: Where, where did they get him from? Was it like Slavia Prague or something? It was somewhere
1: weird, yeah. it was like, in or like the- Croatia or somewhere yeah, it was some Eastern European league maybe like yeah, yeah. Slavia Prague or Partizan Belgrade or someone like that yeah
2: yeah but solid keeping choice I think I think
0: yeah
2: like, see, I, I, I don't think he's ever going to be like a Europa League spot or Champions League spot keeper but for Premier League he's more than good enough and if you put even better defenders in front of him Stephen and I are on the same wavelength right now yeah
0: of course um, and let's see if that carries on into the back four who is your right back Anthony
2: i so, I've tried to include some players from teams that I don't rate as highly. So, I went with Max Arons okay, from Norwich. Good young yeah. player, lots yeah. of um, potential. He had late a
0: decent to, season. to Bayern Munich.
2: Yeah. Mm. Can't be all bad then, can he? So, yeah, I've gone for uh, Max Ahrens just to throw Norwich a, a bone.
0: Uh, my right back. I've gone for the exact same choice. I've gone for Max Aaron's, just to you know. Wavelength. Yep, there it is. Uh, just to give everybody a bit of a go. And um, yeah, like I said, he's 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 young. He's looking good. He'll definitely move on to a bigger team at some stage. Screams Mm. like a Tottenham signing or something, maybe. And I mean, (laughs) let's face it, Tottenham desperately need a right back. So who knows? And and Stephen, you think for
1: my pick. I may kind of have the nostalgia goggles on here, but I'm going to pick Seamus Coleman. I know he hasn't been like featuring that heavy, that, he- that heavily this season, but mm. I know like we've all seen what he's done in the past. Hopefully, if he can recapture his past glory, I think he could be a solid addition to this hypothetical team.
0: Well, you got to put it in perspective, Seamus Coleman, how much he co- he um, costs Everton—fifty yeah, thousand pounds from like Sligo Rovers or something. Yeah, like that. he's he's been a very what good player for him over the last five six years, isn't he?
2: yeah yeah he has been he's been all reliable you know he's he's always been one of the top right backs in the league, but never like a never a standout, but just solidly like getting it done
0: yeah um, you'd take okay. him at
1: top them over Serge Aurier, wouldn't you
0: yeah oh yeah you take yeah, he, yeah Serge Aurier is terrible um <laughs> yeah. um he's not great and, uh, to be fair, he could have good spells, but overall yeah you need a better right back then then him. we'll move on to our center backs then. Um, so let's go. Let's start, Stephen. Do, do you want to do both of your centre backs, or you just want to do one at a time? Um, should we do
1: right-sided and then left-sided? Yeah, sure. Okay, so for, yeah. on the right, for my right-sided centre back, I've gone for Lewis Dunk. I think, obviously, again, he's like he's not going to ever be a world beater, but for a team in the mid-table, he is a solid pick. He's a great <laughs> aerial threat. He's, I mean, Chelsea, you know, were looking at buying him, you know, at one point. Well, you know, um,
0: Lewis Dunk, his he's, he's family are all Chelsea season ticket holders.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. I think literally, like, they were going to sign him and then he scored an own goal, as Lewis Dunk always does. And that's why I think they didn't sign him. But yeah, but yeah, and I, I think, think the main thing holding him back is, I think he get, does get quite a lot of red cards. And yeah. obviously, he's never going to be like an amazing centre-back. But yeah. I think he could slot him for any mid-table side
0: easily. Yeah. Um, in that case, my, right, my, my right-sided... Sending back is also Lewis Dunk <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is a shame But no I, I, no, I think Dunk's a good player And um, I, I saw today That, that there's, uh, there's little Rumours on Twitter that Chelsea might be Going after Dunk again I personally take Dunk, um, I don't think we could do much Worse at the moment It's a solid think, backup at least Yeah, I've, I've, I think at a time you need to look, look down The lower league, um, in, in the same league When trying to buy players Because you know sometimes getting them from broads at risk and
1: he's um, so too,
0: so yeah, so, yeah, so, you know, I, I'd be looking at the likes of Duncan Tarkowski and thinking, yeah, I'd take them at Chelsea. Um, so, yeah, my right-sided is also Lewis Dunk. Anthony?
2: I didn't really think too much about the difference between left and right-sided uh, yeah, when making my list because I think majority centre-backs, even though they'll have a preferred place, can play both sides. Mm-hmm. I've gone for Diop from West Ham.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, once again, I'm thinking more also long term. Like he's, you know, he's younger. He's been linked with a few moves elsewhere. He's one of those. He's one of those players at West Ham right now that a couple of the top teams got their eyes on. Uh, I think he's, despite West Ham's poor performance, I think he's been quite solid.
0: Um, I'll start us off with our other centre back. Um, so yeah, my left-sided centre back is a player who probably won't be in the bottom half of the table for much longer. But I've gone for Nathan Ake. <laughs>
2: I have chosen that's
1: exactly good. the same player, Matt. Yep. That's <laughs> um, why I was, I was uh, put into right, right and left side, because obviously, it yeah. would
0: be Nathan Ake on the left side. So know. All three of us have got Nathan Ake. <laughs> no, Tom, that's good. Yeah no, Ake's just Ake's right else. Else. yeah, no, Ake is a... Good player. I, I could see him go to City. He might we'll discuss
2: successful. Nathan Ake and the transfer surrounding him uh, in the next segment in a bit more detail. But he's been solid at Bournemouth for a while. Good young. Oh, he's, he's entering his premiers now, isn't he? He's what, 24, 25. Mm-hmm. He's not far away from them. Um, but still a solid Premier League experienced centre back.
1: he he like, You can probably play him at
2: left back. You'd probably even play him at CDM if you really had to.
1: I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. he's not th- the tallest. I, th- I think he's perfect for a back three. But, yeah. um, playing on the left side that's that's where I'd play him. I think in the back yeah. four it's a bit
1: too there's high Exposes things team's yeah. a bit too much but in a back really? three or back five years his positional
2: stance is quite strong and did, a, what did just... Ake
0: um, do you remember when Chelsea played Tottenham in the uh, FA Cup and we beat them 4-2 Matic scored that banger did, I think Chelsea had Ake playing CDM that game I'm pretty sure
1: All right, I think he's got the attributes to play there I mean he's athletic mm. he's strong he can pass the ball I think yeah. he could easily slot in there if you had to play
0: him there. Yeah, no, he's played everywhere. I mean, he's played centre-back, he's played left-back, he's played CDM. No, he's a good player. Um, should we move on to our left-back?
2: Yeah, let's move on to left-back. Because I think, based on the other picks, I think we might all have a similar pick here if we're going good. off of best from the bottom half of the table. Go on then, Anthony, who you got? Uh, Lucas Digna.. from Everton.
0: I've also got Lucas Digna from Everton. But initially,
1: like I went for some reason my mind initially went to Patrick van Aanholt and then I was like, hang on a second, Luca Dean exists. How did I not think of him before I thought of <laughs> Patrick van Aanholt? <laughs> but I, I rate Patrick van Aanholt. I think he's pretty mm. underrated, but nowhere near the
2: level of Luca Dean, let's be honest. But,
0: yeah, that's quite funny.
2: left-back <laughs> in the league right now, I think. I think Chowell's dipped a bit recently. Mm. Well, oh, if he, if, if, if O's still second, Digna's a close third. I mean, he's, he's one of the yeah. best left backs in the league. Yeah. Um, he's just
0: an underperforming team. Look at that. Just another example of us all getting the same player in our teams. That's quite interesting.
1: I mean, I think he would actually be perfect for Man City, you know. I mean, Man City <laughs> need a left back. I mean, Luca Dean would be really good because he's not a, a very good
2: at attacking. Mm. I think any top uh, four team would take him, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I'd probably but take him. one of
2: them, besides
0: one. So, besides Liverpool, of course. Yeah, yeah thank you. Man. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's so that's the back four done. Um, Honourable mentions. Um, the other player that came to mind for me, I was thinking before I before I remembered Ake's at Bournemouth. I was thinking of uh, Lascelles at Newcastle. Yeah,
2: Newcastle. one I thought of as well. Yeah,
0: I thought
2: um, of um, Keane, Mengs as well. Keane, Mengs.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a few plays up there. But um, now let's move on to our midfield. So. Stephen, you have got a four-two-three-one, haven't you? So, do you yeah. want to do your your two?
1: I got yeah. I got two defensive midfielders. And hang on, let me just check again. What
0: Let's do our, like a our central
2: two or three. Like okay, Matt, are you playing like a midfield three with like an attacking midfielder?
0: I'm doing four-three-three. Three, so I've got I sort of CDM, and then the other two can play wherever they want.
2: <laughs> okay,
1: I got two. Well, I've got two CDMs in the camp.
2: Because I've got I've got two uh, more defensive midfielders, and I have my two wide players. So I can do my white players in a...
1: Well, let's just do all our central midfielders then. Then we can do what he has separate Okay, so my first CDM pick is Thomas Suchek from West Ham. I mean, I think maybe the more obvious choice here will be Declan Rice, but I actually rate Suchek more. I think he's coming in January. He has looked really good. I mean, I've really... Whenever I've seen West Ham highlights, he has looked really solid. Um, I think it's a great bit of business picking him up permanently. I think he's going to do... Maybe sort out a lot of West Ham's problems. I really rate him and I really look forward to seeing what he can do this season. Hopefully West Ham can bounce back with him in the side. And then my from my other defensive midfielder pick, I've picked Pierre-Emil Hoybier from Southampton. Mm-hmm. I think I, you know he's not been like the big name for a long time, but there's a reason why Tottenham is coming in for him. I yeah. think he's a solid player. I think he links... The he's Southampton defence of the attack. He's just yeah, a perfect yeah. deep-lying playmaker sort of player. Isn't he a project of the Bayern um, youth system? Yeah, he started out at Bayern, then he went to Schalke, and then he went, obviously, to Southampton. And he's been there he's for a little, while, but he's not
0: really stood out. But I think he's, a, yeah. season, he's, he's really started reliable. to come to
2: his own. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's never stood out, but he's never been like, oh, we need to get rid of him. He's just been all reliable.
0: He is a, like a Mourinho player. You, you just see that's but, the kind of player that he would go for. <laughs> he's just solid he works he's got
1: a really good work rate and he can yeah. do pretty much all the basics pretty well like he's never going to be a well-beater don't get me wrong but he's just solid solid yeah. player sort of player awesome. any team would love
0: to have even on the bench or whatever nice so that's your two cdms anthony um, we'll show also should anyway. I do my
1: attacking midfielder as well
0: yeah if, if, if you want yeah That not mind I think yeah a my
1: attacking field, Um. as much as it pains me to put a Villa player in here it's got to be Jack Grealish hasn't it I mean Grealish yeah He's been like the standout player. I was considering putting non McGinn in as well, but obviously he's been injured for most of the season. So, But yeah, Jack Grealish, I mean, what more can we say about him? He's just an absolutely amazing player. And easier.
0: I've to just clicked, I haven't got Grealish in my team. Um, I'm going to keep my team how it is. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I've, I just thought, oh yeah, Grealish. <laughs> I'll,
2: give you, I'll give you my two midfielders then. Yeah, go for it. Um, I've gone for a defensive player and an attacking player. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you've got the one that kind of stays back and helps support the defense you have the other one that bring the ball up distribute so on so on so defensive player I've gone for Declan Rice mm-hmm. he's, he's cooled a bit on his like potential recently mainly due to West Ham's poor form but he's still an incredibly young talented yeah. player I, I expect to see good things from him I imagine he won't stay at West Ham forever and then the other one my player that's going to be most, most, of my player's are going to go for. He's going to bring the ball forward. Is Jack Grealish? Because once again, yep. like Steven said, he is an exceptional player, and I imagine he'll be moving on to a top team at some point in the next few weeks.
0: Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, Should I do? Should I just go ahead and do all three of my midfielders? Yeah. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, so my CDM is Declan Rice. Yeah, same as Anthony. Um, he's yeah, he he's, he's still got potential. Um, I'm I'm, I'm not. F- Fully convinced him yet, but I, I, I think he definitely will get better. And uh, me absolutely screams at Chelsea signing at the moment, to be honest. I, 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 I'd be surprised if Chelsea didn't go in for him at some stage. Um, and my two other midfielders, I have gone for James Ward-Prowse, a player that I've always quite rated.
2: I actually had him in before I remember Jack Grealish. He, yeah. was, he was in one of the names of my contention, but I've only got the two central.
0: Yeah, no, I think Will Pratt has always been um, a good player. I think he'd actually do better in a better team. Um, he's always been solid for Southampton. So, yeah, Will Pratt would be one of them. And then my other midfielder would be Cantwell. Uh, I think Cantwell, he'll 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 be off from Norwich. I think someone will sign him. Um, I think he's looked pretty good in the, obviously, a, um, a fairly abysmal Norwich side. Um, but, yeah, obviously, um, I, I completely forgot about Grealish, so maybe he would get in over camera, but I'll stick with it. So, yeah, that's my midfield three. So, Rice, CDM, then Ward-Prowse and Cantwell either side of him. Mm-hmm. Shall we go on to wingers? Yeah. Let's go wingers. Lovely. Um, okay, Anthony, you should take us away.
2: So, left and right. Mm-hmm. Left, I've gone for Wilfred Saha. I yep. think that, you know, he's a great, he's a great player, uh, should be a team better than Palace. He's been consistent now for a couple of seasons. He's still quite young as well. He's, old, he's, like, he's 26. Uh, on the right, uh, St. Maxime from
0: Newcastle. <laughs> yeah.
2: Just because may not have as good a technical ability as some others, but with his pace, it makes up for it. You train him to be able to actually put a ball in the box. Your striker's just going to tap it in every time. Yeah, I think it that's, me, that's, he's like similar look... to
1: Adama in that aspect, isn't he? Where he's got yeah. great pace and athletic ability and dribbling, but I think he's just lacking the end product. But I think, yeah, if Nick Goss can train him to maybe be a better finisher or a better passer, I think he could be a real world beater in the future.
0: Yeah, um, this is. Uh, I'll, I'll attack him front our attack in front is looking pretty similar i reckon now uh, because i reckon who your striker i know who your is. i have be, two so. strikers remember oh you have two okay well i know who one's gonna be but yeah i've also gone left wing i've gone zaha right wing i've gone saint Maximin. <laughs> um well, yeah, i haven't pretty... done either of those two we're just oh. going yeah i don't no, don't get me wrong i w- i didn't really want to put zaha in because sometimes i think zaha can be a bit overrated but I've done it on the basis that there's not much else options. that You you could do maybe like Buendia at Norwich, but again, I'm not sure if he's... Let's go on to mine, because at
1: right mid, I
0: put Emmy Buendia.
1: I think he's been the standout player in a horrendous Norwich side.
0: He deserves Mm -hmm. way
1: better than Norwich. Um, I think, yeah, he's definitely going to move, even to, I said, he's been linked to Atletico Madrid, which I think is a bit too much. But I think he deserves to go to a decent team, like a top-flight team in England or Spain or whatever. And on the left side, I've gone for Felipe Anderson. I think. Yeah, and
2: he, he popped into my head as well.
0: Felipe oh, Anderson. I mean, know. He's I thinking, like the only
1: decent creative outlet that West Ham have got right now. Yeah, but I, and I think, I think
0: Anderson. He's had a pretty dreadful season, though. So up..: though. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. On so, road,
0: yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I think um, he's
1: someone there. He hasn't had the best season, but we all know what he can do when he's at his best. So I think if he went to like a in this hypothetical team around better players, I think he could do really well.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, that is, yeah, that's fair, yeah. That's like what I said about Ward-Prowse, they they do better in a better team. Yeah, no, that's fair. Okay, so you've got Dia on the right, who have you got on the left? Philip Anderson. Anderson. Oh, Felipe Anderson, sorry, of course. And then you've done your attack in the field, haven't you? Yeah, that was Grealish.
2: So, really? so you've both got one striker, I have two. So yeah. will I go ahead and say my two first? Cause I, can't, I think we'll all have at least one of my strikers will be both of yours should
0: we just say who it into. is <laughs> yeah okay, so my striker and Stephen Stryker and Stryker, one of Anthony's striker is Danny Yates
2: yep I think that goes without saying <laughs> top top talent so happy oh, for sure. him I've always liked Danny Yangs as a as a person and a player uh, even at Liverpool like I knew he wasn't good enough to be there but I didn't want him to go because he just he was such a hard working guy so I'm happy for him Uh doing well at Southampton Hope it continues but my other striker because Danny Ings is going to be my poacher who just taps it in. My other striker is going to do most of the work is Rick Carlson, Everton.
0: Of course. I've completely forgot about Rick
1: <laughs> I would have put Richarlison in if there wasn't a limit instead of Buendia on
2: the right. But
1: obviously oh, yeah, I've you've got, got, got two Everton list. players.
2: Yeah, because I've only got the one um, before him, uh, Digne and uh, Rick Carlson.
1: And I've got Digny How- and Coleman. So if I didn't have those two, I would have put Richarlison in the right. Vincent Can and I
0: take Zaha out and put in Rick Carlson?
2: <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, you me don't have any other Everton players besides
0: Uh Cavett Lewis probably in with a shout. Yeah, no, Ding thing is the only one I've got. So yeah, okay, that's good. I've replaced our half with Richardson.
2: <laughs> so, with the player, with bear in mind, we've used the same majority of players here, and yeah. give or take a couple. Do you think this team could challenge for spot in Europe?
0: I think so. Well, if I, I, I'd say it's better than. Uh, then Sheffield side on paper. <laughs> so uh, it'd be above them.
2: <laughs> well, we uh, have to pick a manager then. Pick a manager from the bottom half of the table.
0: Oh, brilliant. Oh, uh, Carlo Ancelotti, any day of the week. Oh, yeah, oh,
2: Yeah, of yeah. Ancelotti. Carlo Ancelotti. Ancelotti with the team I've made, I think, is a Europa League team, at least.
0: Yeah, I reckon so. Um, okay, so that's all I've done. So does everybody want to just repeat their final team, just so we're all clear? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll go first. Uh, Vincent Guaita, goal for me. Uh, Right-back, Max Aarons. Centre-backs, Lewis Duncan, Nathan Ake. Uh, the guy at left-back whose name I can't pronounce. Is it digner it's Is it Dignar? Ding. Ding. Midfield, James Ward-Prowse, Declan Rice and Cantwell. And then my right-wing, St. Maximin. On the left, Richarlison. And up front, Danny Ings. Anthony?
2: Goalkeeper is uh, Dubravka. Right-back is Max Aarons. Um, Right-centre-back is Diop. Left-centre-back is Ake. Left-back is... Um, Lucas Dignia. um Midfield two are Declan Rice, Jack Grealish. Wide players are Saha and Saint-Maximin. My um, two strikers are Rick Carlson and Danny Ings. Lovely.
1: And fine, last but not least, David. In goal, Martin Dubrovka. Right-back, Seamus Coleman. In defence, uh, centre-back, Lewis Dunk and Nathan Ake. Left-back, Luca Dean. Uh, defensive midfield, Thomas Suchek and Pierre-Emil Hoibier. Uh, attacking midfield, Jack Grealish. Left mid, Felipe Anderson. Right mid, Emi Buendia. And up top, Danny
0: Ings. And all of us have got Ancelotti as the manager.
1: And Ancelotti as manager,
0: Lovely. Yeah, I've enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, they're good teams. Yeah, I, I reckon Bate could give you a run for its money. <laughs> but <laughs> they're definitely
1: as good as Wolves on paper.
0: Yeah. Um, also, I'll tell you what, uh, just before we go into the last bit, uh, let's just talk quickly about Brentford's chances tomorrow because um, I forgot mm-hmm. to mention it earlier ago. Yeah. Uh, so, how are you feeling for bad tomorrow,
1: Stephen? Um, if um, we're going off the first leg of our court, uh, semi-final, I would say not confident, but off, after our second leg performance, we were absolutely outstanding. We absolutely destroyed Swansea in that game. And mm. I, don't know, I don't know where that Brentford was for the last two games of the season. Like, if that Brentford turned up for those last two games, we would have been in the Premier League by now. But hopefully, yeah. we don't crack under the pressure again and that Brentford side that we saw in that second leg can turn up against Fulham. And I'm actually, I wanted to come up against Fulham more than Cardiff because Cardiff are one of those teams where they're very physical and we don't like that. Whereas Fulham, mm-hmm. Fulham kind of like to play similar style to us, more like um, yeah. passing and attacking. So I, I fancy my chances more against Fulham. We have a good track record against them. We've beaten them twice yeah, this yeah. season. And in the past, we've beaten them quite a few times. And obviously, you know, they're quite shit
0: anyway because they're Fulham. So I <laughs> know I'd love it. So I'd David's love just it so Fulham
2: I that, and I Fulham are going to win.
0: He's just called Fulham out. That is not going to be good. <laughs> if we go no, up okay. them, I'll
2: be...
0: I'd I'll be, yeah. like rather go up being beating
1: them, than win the league. Yeah, Honestly. So, no,
0: to, 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 to be fair, I, I watched the Brentford game. I thought you played really well. I thought you had quite a few plays. The one player that stood out to me was uh, Watkins. I thought he looked really good.
1: Oh, yeah. For me, Watkins uh, is the most complete striker that isn't in a top league. In right. my opinion. I mean, right. he's only started playing striker this season, and... This his only weakness is his passing is average, whereas he's yeah, athletic, yeah. he's strong, he can shoot, he can head, he's tall, he can do everything. I love the guy.
0: He's our most important player.
1: Nice. Well, and we're, we're lucky he hasn't, hasn't got injured at all. Of course, we'd be in the table.
0: Shame. <laughs> well, we look forward to uh, tomorrow, um, the playoff final. And are you drinking diet coke? That's horrendous.
2: And there's nothing else in the house right now.
0: Yeah, sorry, just wanted to point that out. Um, okay, we'll move on right now. Any
2: daily Iron Brew, yet.
0: <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> you stereotype um, Transfer roundup Confirmed and rumours Of transfers We're going to start yeah. with uh, Some of the big stuff that are coming out today um, So one of the big rumours today is that United are in advance Talks with Borussia Dortmund over the signing Of Jaden Sancho First and foremost, where does Jaden Sancho fit into the team At the moment
1: <laughs> Very well I think he, on the right side that's where they're lacking. I mean, obviously, they've got Marshall on the left, on the right. I mean, they've been playing Greenwood, but really, he's a striker. He's a centre-forward.
2: The problem is that like, you lose, you might harm Greenwood's, like, development. And he's he's been incredible at such a young age. And I, if I'm a United – I'm not a United fan. I'm not. Obviously. But if I was one, <laughs> I'd rather spend more time perfecting Greenwood and spend the money on Sancho, on, like, three other players to improve the team overall they're spending a lot of money on one player who's never played a game in the Premier League. Yeah, that's and he's nineteen. I, I, I rate Sancho. I do, but it's a lot of money on a gamble. And
0: that's I why th- it
1: would be a good signing. It's just not worth how much they're going to pay for
2: him.
0: I, I I've got a safe approach to San. The thing is, um, like I said, Sancho's done great in the German league. He's looking very good. Greenwood's looking very good in the Premier League at the moment. <laughs> um, so it's like. You've got your front three of Greenwood, Martial and Rashford at the moment. You've got Fernandez in behind them and then Pogba. Who, who do you take out for Sancho? So you, Greenwood's, who,
2: Greenwood's who, the one you take out because Martial's on the left and Fernandez is in the middle. If you're playing like a 4-2-3-1, which is what they kind of play, like a yeah. hybrid of that. But to me, it's like United probably need a better goalkeeper in some respects. They probably well, need Dean a better
0: Henderson. left. Yeah, no, no, but
2: there, there's, there's talks of Dean Henderson going out on loan again. Apparently, United are looking at um, Schmeichel. But but they they need the midfielder to go next to Pogba, I think. Like, Fred's improved. Matic is, you know, both. They're
1: better off taking a left-back and a defensive midfielder.
2: Yeah, and that's the point. Like, for the money for Sancho, they could get three quality signings for, like, all within the same budget. You know, they don't have to be, like, Koulibaly's or... Uh, what's his name the Lazio midfielder that gets linked to everyone Milinkovic Savic that's it Milinkovic Savic I couldn't remember his first name yeah first bit of his name there's so many other signings they could make I think it's, it reminds me of the United before Solskjaer came where it was just sign big names rather than what they need and mm-hmm. under Solskjaer they've improved with their signing like Wan-Bissaka good bit of business a bit more expensive than he probably is but they needed a right back they brought a good right back they needed a centre back they brought in Harry Maguire a lot of money, but still, he's helped. They brought in Bruno Fernandes for what's looking like a steal now. What was it, forty nine million in the end or something? It was much lower than. It's about fifty million or so, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's my point. Like, they they've improved. They've bought players to improve the team rather than just going for big names. Because we saw they're going for big names. It didn't help. Pogba, Di Maria, Depay, none of them worked. I mean, Pogba's. Cool. It's, hot and cold but my point is if you've got a good set up going right now focus on like look at the positions that are weak and strengthening them instead of just going that's a big name player let's take him Sancho's not going anywhere if he maintains his level you can get him next season once you're a team that are competing for the title if you get the right players in
1: yeah I think it's the case where Sancho will be a good signing it's just is it worth spending all that money on him that's the question I mean there's no doubt that he would be a quality player but it's just would that money is, be does, better spent somewhere else.
2: Yeah, does that one signing of Sancho make United go any higher up the table than third place? Bear in mind who they're both them right now.
1: No. You can't Whereas win anything defence.
2: If if yeah. they if they improve the defence, they could go higher up the table. Yeah. That's my point.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah, I, I agree. That, that that money could be much more well spent getting um a full full back fourth together. Because I, I, I think they need a left back, they need a centre back to go with Maguire. Well is probably fair and then obviously goalkeeper is a bit shapey. shaky at the moment even.
2: De Gea has one game where he's amazing and another game where he's like old, old De Gea it's just it's a shame because like, I used to love watching De Gea
1: play okay. um, maybe, maybe If United are now the smart, the smart United I think that it would be smart to actually play Dean Henderson rather than learning him out again and signing Kasper Schmeichel
0: I think that would be a much better choice It would but I, I, I can't see them dropping De Gea yet Personally, too much really,
2: money, he has too much influence in the team as well. Because remember, he's yeah. what is he their captain or no, vice captain or something?
0: Yeah, something like that. I, I, he's been there a while. I can't see them just dropping him off all of a sudden. I don't he think the he's last, that kind of manager. Is he the
2: last of Ferguson's era? He might be now that um, Ashley Young and Flancio and oh, Phil Jones is still there,
0: Smaldini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, actually, yeah. The small, uh, small, Chris Small, he's apparently not going to um, go going back to Italy, is he? With Roma, apparently um, they 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 can't agree a price for him with United.
2: Apparently, Juventus have been sniffing around him, though. No.
0: Oh, are they? Could, oh. could you not see Small and back into the United team? And if it he could did, him? He? he had a good season. He did he have had a good, good season. season. But does that just show the difference between the Italian league and the Premier League? Because obviously the Italian yeah, but, league is much slower paced than the Premier League. I Sanchez
2: think. has had a good time in Inter, hasn't
0: he? Yeah, well, yeah. Unless <laughs> we forget. Yeah.
1: I think you know, if United were smart, they would just offload him, even if it isn't for a load of money. Like, even if it was like £10 million or something like that, yeah, I'll just yeah, get rid of them.
0: He's 30 years old, get, get money for him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, we'll move on from United. We'll move on to the blue side of Manchester. Um, so, a couple of signings for Man City. Well, it looks like they're going to be signing. Um, Nathan Ake from Bournemouth we spoke about Ake earlier ago let's go into more detail now Um, does Ake improve the Manchester City side, Stephen? I
1: don't think it either improves or makes it worse I think it's kind of on the similar level to the players they already have I think he could become like a really good player like given time and given time under Guardiola but I think like Mm. at this current moment in time I think it's more of a side like it's not really improving or making it worse it's kind of just you know, it's a decent signing, don't get me wrong and he could definitely do well for the City team but is it going to dramatically improve them? I don't think so
0: No, uh, what do you think Kent?
2: I think it's a smart bit of business because everyone knew Man City needed a centre-back, everyone did um, so instead of going to a top team where they'd get, they'd have to spend a lot of money to get like, you know, a Koulibaly or a Ferran or a Soule or even you know, a Jonathan Tah from Leverkusen like They've went to a team that have just been relegated who are in the need of a better financial boost. Bournemouth themselves have never been a team with lots of money. Uh-huh. So Aki, who they... Because if you remember last season, Lester tried to approach um, Bournemouth to take Aki as a replacement for Maguire, and they were like yeah. giving out really ridiculous fees. Mm. So $40 million is good. Um, And in a a market where Maguire's worth 80, Aki's worth 40. He's more reliable than John Stones, who's been injured quite a bit. He's better than Otamendi. And Fernandinho's, what, 35 now? Mm. So to me, it is a step up because they've at least got a starting-caliber Premier League experience uh, centre-back. My only thing is we consider Nathan Aki a left-sided centre-back, which is usually a side of Laporte plays is it not?
0: Yeah, no, it is. Um, they're both two left-footed centre backs, um, so it'd
2: be interesting. Ake also good at bringing the ball out from the back, which is the way Guardiola prefers to play. Maybe he'll
0: so- even be playing Ake on
1: the left. i so, like it's like he's definitely like a he's one I suppose like he's a squad player, who, but he could easily slot into the first team if they had to. Like, um, well, mm. I would definitely sort Laporte over him, but I think they really need a better right-footed. They needed, they needed
2: more centre backs anyway. So, regardless, yeah. like, whether he's. A he's, good, Laporte, he's good to add as a squad player,
1: 100%. Yeah. But he,
2: he's is he he's like, either going to him next to Laporte or he's immediately oh. behind him, considering Laporte spent a lot of this season injured. It's not an awful bit of business because you're just giving a bit of extra support to a position that yeah. they really don't have much going for them right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, there were reports saying that uh, as part of when Chelsea sold Ake to Bournemouth, part of the deal was that. If Bournemouth went on to sell Ake, Chelsea would get first choice on his signing. By that report, that's just that Lampard's basically said no to getting Ake to Chelsea. Um would you are you surprised by that? Do you think Ake would imp- improve the Chelsea defence? Because I think at the moment we couldn't do much worse.
2: Maybe he doesn't want to spend maybe he doesn't think Ake's worth that amount. It's not yeah. maybe take Ake but if City's better being like twenty eight million, he might have intercepted, but for forty was a forty one, I think.
1: Yeah,
2: Forty, 40 plus one or something. something yeah, like Lampard could get a better centre back elsewhere. I think Chelsea. I mean, I I personally think Chelsea are focusing in the wrong areas when they've been signing this summer. I think bringing in more attacking players is good, but Havertz to me is not a signing Chelsea need. Um, I disagree.
0: I disagree. I I I I think we do need that kind of um, attacking midfielder who can score goals from that for position.
2: 80 million or something though.
0: Yeah um well, you've got and, like, coming. You got you got to put it into perspective Chelsea's Chelsea's um, summer is far from over. I I think we're going to be very busy still. Um, yeah but
2: you, to me to me Havertz is the player you get after you've signed a new centre back and left back or a new goalkeeper. To me, they're yeah. much more problematic areas than.
0: And I, f- than I, an th- a I, think, player. and I think, I think we're going to try and solve them anyway. So I'm, I'm not too fussed. Um, the fact is, we didn't have a summer last season. We had no transfer window for the last year. Uh, we sold Hazard four hundred million. We we're about to sell Maratta for 15 million, Believe it or not. Um, <laughs> so we have, to, we have we have money there to uh, start buying some players and no doubt we're going to get in a left back we're possibly going to get in a centre back we're probably going to offload some players um, possibly in centre back as well um, so I, I, I still don't think it's going to make that much difference come the end of it uh, the other sign in that Man City coming back to them sign they've signed Torres um, player I don't know anything about so they say he's a Leroy Sane replacement
2: oh he's the wonder kid from Valencia a good. Mm. I think this is an excellent piece of business. Um, I think losing Leo Arsani hurt. because mm. uh, you know he's a he's a good talent. He's younger, but Ferran Torres is a bit younger. They've signed him for ha- less than half the price. Um, he's a player that Guardiola can mould as well because he's still quite young. Um, mm. and also once again, twenty million. So if he doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world because it's not yeah. a big money move. To me, it's a wonderful bit of business, and I am. Especially when you look at what some of the other wonder kids are costing, you know, Sancho to United, Havertz to Chelsea—like, twenty million for a player that's got quite a high ceiling—is a pretty good bit of business.
0: Yeah, no, I, yeah. I
1: mean, from what I've seen of him, like, on, with his like FIFA stats, which I know is not like the be-all, one-end-all of things to go by, but I think he's a sort of player like, could also slot in in midfield and maybe take yes, over yeah. from uh, David Silva in that sort of role. And because like he's not the quickest player, and like he's not slow by any means, but he's not. It's like Bernardo yeah, Silva, where like he's not okay. blisteringly quick, but he's quick enough if you get what I mean. Yeah. So I yeah. think he yeah. fit in a similar role to Bernardo I Silva. I think definitely
2: they've been doing well so far, and that's, like if they, they've they've improved the defensive options, they've got in a replacement for Leo Sani, and they still got a bit more money to spend as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see who else City bring in because they've they're going to make a statement in the. Yeah. I think out of the top four teams in the Premier League the only team that's going to be very quiet this summer is the team that's top right now. The others are going yeah. to be very busy in the market.
0: Um, yeah. Um, moving on to Liverpool in that respect, um, the transfer rumours surrounding Thiago have got a bit cold lately. Um, how's that looking? more we'll
2: about it today, actually. Um, yeah. Basically, Liverpool are famous for doing their business away from like the press. Like Liverpool, there won't be any talk, and then suddenly, bam, signing announced. Yeah. Um, that's like when he's, I don't know if you remember the Fabinho signing, uh, but that was yeah. like it was rumored, and then two hours later he'd signed um, Van Dyke. the The trailer gone cold again, and then he was announced before the window even opened. Allison was supposed to be off to Real Madrid. Suddenly he's at Anfield. So Liverpool are famous for being quite, especially under Michael Edwards um, as director of football. They're quite famous for being a bit quiet on the transfer front because they like to do the business away from the cameras and get it done quietly and quickly. I think Thiago's angling for a move to the Premier League. I think for a player in the prime, a player of his level, I think the the rumoured fee now is down to £27 million. I'm in mean, bloody which, hell, That's Which for a player like Thiago, to me, that's a... It's not like you, a,
1: it's like you don't exactly need him, but for that money, I mean, you can't really say no. Kevin. Yeah,
0: Thiago's a great player. Um, well, why we is lack he so
2: creativity in the middle right now because Keita's been quite... Inc- he's been, he was great since the restart, but before that, Keita's been quite inconsistent. It begs, um, begs the, the question, Thiago,
0: why does Thiago want to leave Bayern Munich? It doesn't really fit into
2: the system, I don't think. I mean, he's, he's, he's been one of the top midfielders for ages yeah. now, but I think it's more... Uh, besides winning the Champions League he's done everything he can at Bayern he mm. wants a net, He wants to because remember they, they, they want competition of the majority mm. of players so Thiago's went okay beat at Barcelona done it there beat at Bayern done it there never done it in England
0: yeah I, I if, if, if that's there? if that's the reason why then fair play because you don't see much of that nowadays um, yeah for me I, I'd be Werner wanted
2: to move to the Premier League for more competition yeah
0: true I'd be quite scared personally if I saw Thiago come to Liverpool. I think he's a really good player, and um, I, I doesn't take him it doesn't match our.
2: It doesn't match our usual style. We tend to go for players b- below the age of twenty-five that we can work
0: up. There's only been two. 20, mate for twenty-seven million, I wouldn't be complaining.
2: <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not either, but that might yeah. be why he doesn't move. What I mean,
0: like yeah, is
1: similar, in, like, and that's, I'm sorry to derail this a little bit, but Brentford is similar in that aspect. But when like Pontus Jansen came up for like five million pounds, even though he's like twenty-eight or twenty-nine, we just couldn't say no. I think in this situation, oh, yeah. I think Liverpool will be stupid not to just because oh, he's a bit older. For that money, yeah. I mean, it's not...
2: Well, Liverpool keep claiming they can't spend in this window, which doesn't make any sense to me because, you know, we've just signed a new deal with Nike. We've, yeah, um, we've won the Premier League, which comes with a good bit of money. Champions League qualification again. We haven't signed any players in size Minamino in a year and a half, two years. So the, the other thing is, though, I think the thing that uh, Klopp is... Considering is um, we've got quite a few youngsters that he enjoys to use and is looking forward to break into the first team. I think he's worried that uh, depending what signings we make, you create more pressure. Like Curtis Jones has just been given like his official like like first team squad number now. He's going to be featuring a lot next season. Same with Brewster probably now after that great Swansea campaign he had. Elliot, uh, there's a few others. Uh, so I think that's also going to be one of the reasons why we maybe don't sign. That Would
1: you on the bench over Origi?
2: yeah 100% i think brister is a much better player with a higher ceiling the only thing he is lacking is premier league experience but the only way to get that is to play him in the premier league
1: that's fair. um Liverpool's just in such oh. a great position aren't they they don't need to make any signings like any signings I they make the, is just i a bonus. think we need a
2: centre back now we've lost now we've sold because we sold lovren and we've let lana go in the last week so, so i you think need to we, need, um, we need a centre back because yeah, 'cause we've only got three start first team centre backs in Van Dyke, Gomez, and Matip. and the only one of them that's been consistently fit is Van Dyke.
1: The thing is um, like like you
2: could like but you're not
1: desperate for one. Maybe like Chelsea or Man City who like are desperate for centre back oh, yeah, So you yeah. don't need to spend I, too think, I
2: think Gomez and Van Dyke's the best pairing in the Premier League right now. I mean, there's been rumors that he started training Fabinho for that position as like a fourth choice as well. So like yeah. if you brought in Thiago, you can do different things for Fabinho plays at centre back in some games yeah, and Tiago. Possibly.
0: Well, when Fabio played centre-back for Liverpool, he looked all right, didn't he? Um, um, the yeah. other thing
2: is, like, the reason why Liverpool might not be signing any players right now is that besides Wijnaldum, every single one of their starting, let's like, say 15, 16 players, are locked into three-year or 3 year or longer contracts. Every single one of them. Wijnaldum is the only one who isn't.
0: On that note, let's move on to uh, another transfer news that was coming out today. Not transfer news as much, but... Um, Nonetheless, they say that William has rejected a new offer from Chelsea for a two-year extension, and it could be leaving Chelsea on a free, potentially to Arsenal. Uh, Other rumours were Barcelona and Tottenham, I think, but um, Arsenal looks like the most likely destination. What do you think about William leaving Chelsea?
1: I have kind of mixed feelings. I think he's been a really good player. I think he's probably been one of the most consistent players over the last few years. But I think, is he like 30, 31 now? Maybe...
0: Maybe one, it's time to
1: let him go. I think Chelsea should try and keep him, but I wouldn't say that they have to keep him. Like, Obviously, it would be ideal if they could, but it's not the end of the world if he does mm. go. But Again, you're the Chelsea fan. I'd like to hear what you think.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so, I, um, for me personally, I would keep hold of him. Um, I think William is one of the hardest workers in the Chelsea team. He always gives 100% whenever he plays and he never stops running. Um, on that respect, he is getting on um, and he's in a similar position to such players like Terry and Lampard were, um, where the policy at Chelsea is if you're over 30, you're only allowed a one-year contract extension. And that's the same rule that's been applied to everybody. William wants a three-year contract extension and Chelsea have offered him a two-year. So you've got to look at that and you think, well, F- Willian, you know you know what Chelsea's policy is why is it such a big deal for you to have this three-year contract extension instead of just a two-year, when then you'll have the option to sign an extra year after that? Um it, It's a bit weird to me that he's so keen on having his three-year and that he's willing to leave the club entirely if he doesn't get it.
2: Well, I mean, the reason he wants a three-year, it could be a family thing. You know, because a lot of players, they have to think about the interests of the family as well. So maybe maybe if Arsenal are willing to offer a three-year contract, he gets to stay in London, let's say his I don't know, does William have a wife and kids? I imagine he yeah, does.
0: No, yeah, he, do, he does. He, 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 like
2: he that that might be another reason for it, Matt. Like it's,
0: yeah, possibly. But I I mean, time. I <laughs> mean,
2: that reason falls flat if he then moves elsewhere to play. But if he moves to Arsenal, to <laughs> me, that was the reason in my
0: head. The the, the thing is, William, um, the main thing is he's trying to get English citizenship, I think, and he wants to stay in London. Um, so I can't see him go to Barcelona, for example. I, I could only see him going to Arsenal if he was to leave Chelsea, which it looks like he probably will. Um, but again, look, I mean, you've are going to get. you been offered a two-year extension. You'll get offered another extension on top of that. I mean, it, let's face it, you're a professional footballer. It's not like you're going to be uh, incredibly hard done by it. Um, it's silly The Arsenal actually. going
2: for him. Like, Arsenal, the one position Arsenal do not need more reinforcement is in wingers and attackers.
0: Yeah, I mean, what's, what's he going to do at Arsenal? He's going to be back up to Saka and... Um, Pepe. Pepe, and then obviously... I mean, it's the last
1: thing ever, isn't it? Just to like only sign wingers and attackers when obviously they need a defender.
0: By, I mean. Ch- by Chelsea's uh, players who are over 30. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's my point. To me, to me, if Arteta's a smart manager, which he seems to be, I don't think he's wanting William. I think that would be a move done by higher-ups.
0: Yeah, I reckon you're probably right. Um, but again, like, like I said, I, I would personally keep William at Chelsea um, because I think we... Do need that experience. Pedro's gone. Hearts of the he is still a bit shaky. And, yeah, I, I think we do need that reinforcement at wing. Um, so, yeah, yeah, If yeah. he went
1: to Tottenham, do you think he would start
0: over, like, Lucas or someone like that? Or Wijnaldum? He prob- knowing Mourinho... Oh, sorry.
2: Um,
0: what's that? Oh, Bergvine, that's it. Oh, Bergvine, yeah. You know what Mourinho's like. He likes to have experience and, obviously, he's played with William before in those like, Yeah, but, so but Bergvine was
2: his first was Tottenham signing. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, he's... And he's clearly had an alright time in London so far.
0: Yeah, um, no, but look at look at what Mourinho's done in the past. He got rid of Salah and De Bruyne at Chelsea. <laughs> he he can't be weird. It can't be weird. You know. Don't forget Lukaku. Yeah, Lukaku and Mata, of course. My 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 beloved one, Mata. Um, the Kaka. one
2: the one I wanted to ask you about is because. There's been a rumour linking a certain someone uh, back to the Premier League and he's been linked to basically every team in the top half of the table. <laughs> um, and that is uh, Philip Coutinho. Barcelona are wanting to cut their losses now. It could be a loan with like, I think it's like a 40 million maybe. Or yeah, just even fair. less, apparently. Um, Coutinho's been linked recently to United, who he said no to. He's been linked to Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham and Leicester. They're the four teams apparently looking at him right now. Would you take
0: Coutinho uh, at Chelsea? No, I wouldn't, because I don't think we're going to need him by the time we uh, get Zizek in and um, Havertz, which obviously isn't done, but it it, it is. Havertz is coming. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think Chelsea now need Coutinho. Um, so, if he's not Chelsea, where's he going
2: then? I, I seem to be in a Spurs or Leicester signing.
0: Yeah, well, oh, what about Arsenal? Arsenal is really good. on
1: yeah, and I they that's also bad Is... Are they loaning in Danny Sobias for another year? Didn't um,
0: they extend his loan? Think they can make that move permanent. Oh, yes, Yeah, Sobias played quite well in the cup final, have they? Um, yeah, but I, I, I could see him go to Arsenal maybe if they're trying. Pardon me, if they're trying to offload um, Gwendausi as well, maybe that could be part of the thing. I
2: mean, also, they got offload Ozil if they bring in Coutinho as well. Ozil's yeah. wanting to wear out his contract. They've, tried... they've They've been trying to offload him. Apparently, Ozil's yeah. happy to wear out.
0: Apparently Ozil's happy on 200 grand a week to do nothing.
2: <laughs> he, he wasn't even in the country when Arsenal won the FA
0: Cup. Now he's back in Turkey, weren't he? Um, um, yeah. No. Um, yeah, so yeah, I I, I wouldn't take Coutinho at Chelsea. Leicester, that would be interesting. <laughs>
1: if they sell Madison, then, yeah. Madison, yeah. only if they sell Madison.
2: Doesn't make Which sense. they still could, hypothetically.
0: What? what about Liverpool? No? No. No. <laughs>
2: I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't shift, say no. I, I wouldn't say no. Like if he came, I wouldn't be like, "Oh, that's a stupid sign." I'd be like, "Okay, not who I would go for." But where does he fit in? Yeah, not
0: now.
2: In uh, the, and the now midfield, he he. Because the thing is, we used to play for Coutinho, then he went, and then we've developed our style of play now.
0: Yeah.
2: So he doesn't fit into the system anymore. We're not changing the system just because he's back. So my point is, where does he fit? He doesn't fit into the midfield. He, he's not replacing any of the front three. I mean, should he maybe just go back to Bayern, where he was just on loan? I think mean, I don't know how well we played. They don't, they times, don't want him. they don't want him. They, they were given the option and they said nah. I mean, that goes I mean, to show, could, doesn't it?
0: It could be a case where he just ends up staying at Barcelona on the old bench.
2: Uh-huh. Could have been man. Tottenham <laughs> I potentially. Think goes, I think he goes steadily next. Actually,
1: he probably do. I all think right, someone actually. like Inter seemed to be signing like every league's rejects, so I'm not surprised he went to someone like Inter. Or, Milan or someone like that. Milan
2: also done better since going to Inter as well. The other one I wanted to pick your brains on, uh, it happened a few weeks ago, but it's uh, Jude Bellingham uh, to Dortmund. Um, I think Lashley it was Lashley. the right choice to go to Dortmund rather than United. 100%.
0: Yeah, definitely. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you just go look at Dortmund's track record, and that'll tell you that that is definitely the best move he could possibly do.
1: I think maybe they should loan it back to Birmingham for a season, in yeah, my opinion. I, I, but I don't know if you'll yeah. get game time right away when you've got, play. like, Henry Chan, Axel Witzel.
0: I mean, Pulisic, Pulisic came through at 17. Um, Stancho's obviously coming through now. So don't, don't, They've been
1: playing um, Giovanni Reina a lot this season. He's, like, only 16 or yeah. 17. So
0: yeah. I'm not surprised oh, if he gets a time. I mean, I've never seen Benham play. Um, was he looking good at Birmingham? Was he looking like... He did in, look yeah, he, pretty good.
1: Yeah. Well, for someone his age. I mean, let's put this into relative terms. For someone of his age, he looked really good.
0: What position does he play? Like attacking. Yeah, I
1: think
0: That's he's okay. like a proper central midfielder. Yeah, he's oh, not right. really a,
1: it's not really defensive or attacking, it's sort of somewhere in between. I'd say he's more right. like a
2: There are some good young players out there right now, like Harvey Elliott, Billy Gilmore, Jude Bellingham. They're all yeah. incredibly young, incredibly talented already for their age. I I loved the uh, Dortmund welcome package where it was all the players singing Hey Jude.
0: Oh that was like, awful, like, wasn't it? <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, and Birmingham obviously retired his number, which I think was a bit... That is just silly. sums up the wrongs of modern
0: football. That was yeah.
2: embarrassing.
0: I was wondering if there was more to it, but apparently there's not. So, yeah, very weird. Are
2: <laughs> there um, any other transfers at
0: the moment you guys can think of? Um, I don't know. Chelsea get leaked with a new name every day, so it's always, it's always fast yeah. I think I think we've gone through quite a fair few there.
2: We'll just, there'll be so many, and all these stories will probably continue to develop over the next week. But there'll be about five, to six new big ones by the time we get to. Yeah, I've,
0: I, hopefully by next Monday, Havertz is already confirmed to Chelsea. But that saga just seems to be going on going forever. Um, it depends if um, Leverkusen are going to try and make him play in the Europe Europe Europe, Europe football. So
2: Europa League. Yeah,
0: that's the one. Go, yeah, <laughs>
2: uh, yeah uh, it depends. I think if that that be about- my, Eve not winning for Thiago either, I think we'll wait till that's done as well. Yeah, this um, is what I'm thinking.
0: This Champions League in Europa is, is a bit of a um, like and could could affect transfers.
2: It'll be interesting to see what Chelsea and United do this summer, because like I say, Liverpool don't have to do much. It's everyone else has got to play catch-up to them. They've just got to maybe make mm. a couple of signings to maintain City don't have to do as much catch up, but Chelsea and United, if they want to get to the level of, you know, because yeah. now, now, not even the last um, three seasons, the winning team has got ninety eight points or more. You know, ninety eight, yeah. it's was hundred ninety eight, ninety nine. So yeah. now, just getting ninety points isn't good enough. So teams like Chelsea and United have got to find a way to get an extra thirty points in this summer.
0: Yeah, and um, obviously, it'll be interesting, especially from Chelsea's point of view, who, who they get rid of as well. <laughs> Um, as Lampard continues his journey to success. I mean, there's and, a lot
1: of deadwood at Chelsea that he needs to clear out. Right,
0: yeah, yeah there's, there's squad players in his deadwood. Um, so you're looking at the players Chelsea need to get rid of. You've got Emerson. You've got... um Buckley. Drink Walter Drink water, yeah, That was a
2: really random yeah. sighting, yeah. even at the time.
0: Yeah, dare I say it, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, for me, he's, he's not looking good enough. He's even going to a mid table side, to be honest. He'd go somewhere like Crystal Palace and he'd do really well. Yeah. Probably. Well, he, he oh, had a do really it. Really so like I'll probably sell him and
1: yeah. put a buyback option in.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So there's that. Hudson and I'd give the benefit of the doubt to at the moment. He's just had a very he bad just injury. just gave him a five
2: year contract on 180k. Like, yeah, no.
0: that's what um, you think. In, in hindsight, should, have, should should Chelsea have taken the 40 million from Bayern Munich for him? Yeah. I mean, they
2: got their man in the end with Luis That's So now the Hudson Adoy yeah. stuff's over. that's, yeah. a,
0: that's I'm just saying, <laughs> uh, who else did Chelsea to get rid of? Um, I'd personally keep Alonso as a backup, I'd get rid of pa- Emerson
1: Kepa
0: Kepa's obviously the main one we need to get rid of Kepa um, potentially get rid of I wouldn't be too fussed if we got rid of Kante. I That's think, a bad I... statement could you imagine making
2: say... that a year ago
0: Yeah, did I say this last week? For, for me yeah, you month... did, yeah. He said yeah. out of the
2: three, he'd be the one you'd lease
0: Yeah so uh, it, that that's interesting, but yeah, look, it's going to be interesting. Um, so yeah, that's all the uh, transfer rooms we'll do for this week, and we'll see what comes up next week. Some of them might be confirmed, unless it's reverts because that's going to be never ending.
2: Um, hopefully, hopefully, there's a couple more confirms and a couple more interest, because Sancho reverts. they have been in the market. The the stories have been there for like six to eight months. Hopefully, there'll be something new to discuss. Yeah, you know we've discussed Havertz, we've discussed Sancho a few times. And also, Brentford are a Premier League side by
1: next week. We've said our owners have said we have two different shopping lists: one if we go up, and one if we stay in the Championship. So, yeah. maybe Ben you know,
0: Rama to Chelsea.
1: <laughs> uh, no, thank you.
2: Lovely.
0: Um, on that note, I think we shall we shall end it for this week's episode of the Off the Woodwork podcast. Uh, any final words, guys?
2: No, can't say much. Oh, NBA is back now. To anyone listening who is a basketball fan, so. Make sure to watch that. Being a couple of good matches already. Games.
0: Lovely. Stephen?
2: The bees are going up.
0: The bees are going up. On that note, we shall end the episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I've been Matt Perry. And as always, I've been joined by Stephen Hall and Anthony Milt. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Take care. Goodbye.